0: I'm going to be very candid with you. We are living in a computer program reality. Welcome
1: everyone to Simulation Nation, your portal to all things virtual. I'm your host, Graham Tallman, and I'm here to keep you informed about all that's happening in virtual reality. We record our episodes live at Altspace every week, and you can join us from your PCR VR headset. Just log into Altspace, join our Simulation Nation channel, and teleport in to offer your opinion, question, or whatever else. As for today, in Ready Player One, there is an avatar called the Curator that manages the Holiday Journal's archive. Today, we interview a real life version of the curator fidget Dion uh, so under the guidance of the Arthur C Clark Center for the human imagination and in collaboration with the Annenberg School of US uh, at USC and origami Air fidget is the archivist in residence for afterville a community of futurists based in the metaverse here to talk with us uh, about the digital assets management future uh, for the library of the future ladies and gentlemen give a warm emoji. Welcome for fidget. That was a, that was a mouthful. Yay. I think I got most of it right. I don't know. <laughs> M- messed up some of it, maybe.
2: No, you didn't. You didn't mess up the thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. It was yeah, it is epic. I, like we were saying before, there's a lot, uh, it feels like there's a lot of organizations that are collaborating and you're, uh, you're at the center of the vortex, just sort of swirling around and trying to, I guess, uh, archive everything and get everything organized.
2: Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of different organizations, a lot of different um hats, and I know that I'm I'm not the only one um across these organizations who um t- wears many hats every single day. Yeah, there's a lot going on right? (laughs) and somebody needs to capture it. And I guess that's got
1: it. Cool. Well, we have a lot of uh, new faces here. We've got Tilt and Dana and Janelle, Chef OH, Cool Raven, Victor, Zenfather, a bunch of people, Nine Key as well. So uh, so guys, yeah, please, if you have uh, uh, questions or comments for Fidget uh, as we go through each section, uh, I'll sort of answer some of those. So use the raise hand option and we'll take care of that. Um, And so I guess where we'll start is the origin story of fidget i love your name by the way fidget is such a a perfect name for someone in the metaverse i always feel like i've got uh add in here like i'm always wanting to open a portal and go to another space and don't miss that don't miss it so i i think it's a perfect name so so let's talk about um the the woman behind the avatar uh how did you get into vr and how did you get involved in all this vr very reluctantly (laughs)
2: If I'm really honest, Um, I have been involved with um, Origami Air um, through many iterations of who they even are and still are yet to become um, in terms of doing a whole lot of research and archiving on a multitude of world builds. Um, Through the history of our collective futures, I guess I can say. And um, so then in terms of getting involved with VR, which is it's it's funny. And that's why you see me on 2D in 2D form is um, I have vertigo. Mm. And so it's it's funny that I'm here in VR <laughs> and I'm doing these things. I am claustrophobic. I don't like small spaces. And I also have a problem with heights. And I laugh. You guys should laugh, too, um, to help me get through that. Uh, they have me up in airships high above the metaverse. <laughs> and they take me to distant lands. And um, they have me involved in the creative process of building amazing worlds collectively with my fellow residents residents uh quite a few of uh of which are here today yay so glad to see everyone in support um and uh yeah they invited me I showed up I made a promise to be present it's part of what got me into the world and I always like to uh face those things that scare me right in the look just look them dead in the eye and 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 because of that Honestly, here we are. Oh,
1: cool, yeah. got it. So, so did you, uh, so you were, you knew about origami Air or outside in, in the meatspace world and they, uh, you collaborated with them then. <laughs> right. And then they sort of, uh, they were involved in some kind of virtual product project and then, uh, they sort of invited you in and that's how you sort of got involved.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We've, um, I, I worked with them, uh, back in LA in, I think it was 2017 when we were looking at the future of work LA, Um, And then after that, there was a project that we worked on um, in Kansas City. I've also, uh, there's been so many, but those are the two main most fun ones um, and things of which uh, incredible um, innovation has emerged. And uh, having done that and being involved in it and really just clicking with it and being so ecstatically happy in these worlds and with these teams of amazing people. it just has been a natural fit that just kind of keeps going forward and forward and forward and they invited me when they when when pandemic craziness happened and they were looking at um, alt space VR and the potential to create a new commute collective community um, for the people for those of us that survived and here we are we did um, I got to be. You know here's the cool part they extended to me the opportunity to be a creative this time and i had never done that before with them i am a creative person but i was always sort of working in this research and archiving capacity and digital asset management really really a lot (laughs) and so this opportunity was um something that 9key had been trying to get me into for a long time and we finally found uh the perfect puzzle piece for me this time around in this format and I got to be creative as a resident. Uh, I'm, in fact, the first resident of Afterville, ah. um, and the resident archivist as well. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. So, <laughs>
1: all right. So there's a there's a whole lot to, there's a whole lot to unpack there. Um, I I don't know where to begin. I guess why don't we take a second? And so, what is um what what is origami air Uh, this is your chance to sort of pitch pitch them to uh, maybe people who haven't heard of origami air uh you said they're involved with the future of work and they're involved in the metaverse so what would you say that their prime function is
2: oh Okay. So yeah, that's, I'm terrified now, but I'll do my best. Um, Origami origami Air is uh, the most recent iteration of who they, we all are. Um, And we are doing work um, in world building, but uh, creative futures um, and alternate spaces, evolving worlds, I don't know that I am necessarily the person <laughs> to best articulate what we're doing in Origami Air but I just know that we are uh, a collaborative of creatives and technical minds that are pushing the boundaries of what we know as you, what did you say the meat, meat space.
1: space that's right
2: I am constantly referring it to IRL right. um but you know this is also IRL really honestly We're constantly pushing these boundaries and and creative amazingness is is always just sort of organically popping out and they support that. They support that on on a multitude of of levels and ways that that's why I'm standing here fumbling my words because it's really difficult to... Contain and articulate in one sort of succinct way. Well, you,
1: did a, you did a great job, so uh, I'm sure I'm sure Origami Over would be is very flattered by that uh, by that description. Um, but maybe and maybe you know in, in between the segments, someone uh, will be able to give uh, a, 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 an answer to that as well. Um, okay, so. So that's really interesting, and then I'll get—we'll get get into the project in a second. But you talked about digital asset management. So, what exactly is digital asset management? How are you involved in that?
2: Okay, so digital asset management um, is—so what I am is a digital asset management practitioner. So you've got digital assets. We are currently standing in a universe of digital assets. There's you. There's what you're wearing. There's your expression. Um, there's the buildings that you put here in the stage that we're standing on. There's all the things from all the places inside of alt space that we've created that have allowed us to be here. It just goes on and on and on. And then for instance, our, um, what did we, ca- uh, a float and click over there is, <laughs> right. uh, a whole new, <laughs> a, a whole new, um, uh, sort of. What do I want to say? Uh, collage of asset management because you've got branding associated with it, right? And a lot of companies will use digital asset management to manage their branding, and it'll be like, okay, these are all the different versions of Simulation Nation. Uh, this is the creative graphic that we decided is the official one, and we don't want to use this other one anymore. And so everybody is sort of. Uh, routed through the it's uh, so digital asset management has an acronym dam which can mm-hmm. be fun um, so everybody is routed through the <laughs> the dam system um, and that's where things are designed and tweaked and approved and put in a place that's like this is the official version only use this one so that's what a lot of companies will do but then you also have, uh movie production uh uh game gaming environments uh gaming studios vr production all of this is each one in and of itself has a a, just a multitude of digital assets that they need to manage somehow and when you don't manage them well you're not using a formalized system it can be really chaotic, really fast, and especially if you're like origami here, or, and you've got your hands in so many different projects and so many different amazing entities, and each with its own branding schemes. You really have to stay on top of it, or else you really end up sort of uh, wallowing in the mud. You know, you're you're like, okay, which one is it? Was this the one? And wait, was that? And where was that? Was it in this folder? Was it? Oh, was it attached to the email? But. For the Damn system, you could just pop over there, you can just find it, bam, download it, use it, and know that you've got the right one.
1: Got it. Wow. Sounds like a big role. And by the way, for anyone who uh, isn't here or can't see uh, what, what she's talking about, we created a step and repeat over here with a little red carpet and it's got our logos on it. And I don't know, maybe this is the first step and repeat ever in the virtual reality. I don't know. This is the first event we've ever done it for. Uh, but, we're, but we were trying to invent a name for our avatars who don't have uh, feet to, to step. Uh, and so that's what Uh, uh, (laughs) That's what Fidget's referring to. Um, So how did you did you have um, I mean, this sounds like a a monumental task. Did you do you have uh, training in in kind of uh, you said you are involved with archiving and I know that you work in Los Angeles. Is that what you you do in the meat space world?
2: A little bit. Yeah. So it's it's. um... Again, multi-dimensional. So for digital asset management, it could be really little, it could be really large. I remember interviewing for um a very popular news entity who was looking for a dam practitioner. And I applied f- I applied for the job just sort of as a test. Like what does it mean to walk through the process of being hired to be a dam practitioner for a really big time entity? And they were asking me about the number of digital assets that I had. Uh, my hands on it at any given time, and the number that I offered was a far cry from the multi-million number that they were expecting to come out of my mouth. And but what I have done is started like most damn practitioners on very small projects, um, like like we're talking about like future of work LA, uh, where I was capturing digital assets of uh, like photos taken of our whiteboards or maps that people were creating um outcomes that people were making as a result of the, of the, you know, the creative process and world building and sort of bringing these all together. And whether that's 30, 30 digital assets, or if that's 3000 or if that's 3 million, if you're working on a film or let's say your home Depot, imagine how many photos they have of all of their products. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's, um, for me, it's been much smaller, but most recently, I um, and what I'm doing currently right now in, in the meat space, <laughs> I'm always going to giggle when mm-hmm. I say that, is uh, I work for LA County Library. And I am technically a librarian, but currently working as a project manager on an archival project um, where I'm doing archival work, where we are digitizing Uh, three terms, so that's 12 years, three terms legislative collection of a a recently termed out LA County supervisor. And I can say it's actually Mark Ridley Thomas. um, And he was for the second district in Los Angeles County. He was there for 12 years and he decided he wanted a collection preserved digitally so that it's available online so that um, anybody can access it. And so what that is is dealing with physical papers slapping them on a scanner and then taking that digital surrogate and applying the right types of metadata and using metadata schema following best practices getting it up into a content management system putting it in the finding aid and doing it all uh, best practices archival processing so it is as void as possible of barriers to access so that people you anticipate what might people type on their end that would lead them to this collection if this is where they want to be or what might they type on their end if they don't know that this is where they want to be and they'll just land here and so that's sort of the digitization archival component of it. Digital asset management in that format goes a little bit further when you start talking about exhibits. When you start talking about things like um, my fellow resident in Afterville, Janelle is our curator and uh, you may have been up to the Origami Origami, um, Sky Lounge and there's an exhibit up there right now that she curated and it is loaded with digital surrogates, digital assets displayed beautifully um, and Trisha and Amy, I don't know if Amy's here tonight, do a lot in terms of like three dimensional digital surrogates. <laughs> and I see you spinning around. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, so it's it's there's that. I don't know if I answered your question or if I just gave you a whole lot of a whole lot of digital
1: stuff. <laughs> no, that's that's amazing. It's it's certainly uh, yeah. It certainly sounds like a, an intense job, and very data heavy. So I'm glad that someone's able to organize it. Well, um, I, I still have a lot of questions, but let's let's uh, take some from the audience here. So okay, we've got we've got data, we've got Chef Oh, uh, and we have one question here from Mr. Tilt himself. Uh, how's it going, Tilt? Hi. What's happening?
0: How you doing? Hi. Um, So uh, a lot of us on the origin story and we had just watched uh, Ready Player One and the idea that you had brought in, this idea of being kind of a master curator and as Mm. our world um, that we've started to create a metaverse together here in Altspace. Hello, Altspace community and and everybody out there um, as, as our master curator, I guess, like what are, what are the values um, that like, is it pop culture or, or personal values that, that you feel you carry into uh, curating our world? Great question.
2: Um, yeah, that's a great, that's a deep, that's a big one. So um, inclusion, equity, again, it's all coming back to removing barriers barriers to access, but then barriers to um, what types of things we collect, what types of uh, people we're asking uh, to add to the collection and whose voice we're representing. It's, uh, it really comes down to, um, you know, there's a lot of terms going through uh, library and information science right now and digital asset management, I think across, across the universe, but in for, in terms of cultural heritage institutions being libraries, archives, and museums, um, decolonization, repatriation, and even so far as reparations, which I'm not involved in, but this is another thing that is also happening, where it's not just, hey, hey, hey." what is the person um, that, or who is the person that is curating the collection, but then also who are the people who are being represented in that curated collection? And are they allowed to represent the collection in their own way? Do they get the choice um, to include things into the collection? Um, yeah, whether or not they're going to be included, but then also which pieces they are, which pieces are featured, and what is the narrative? Is the narrative representative of their, of their own voice? And um, we're fortunate enough that we're being able to just start that way. And I'm sure. I'm sure. I, I you know, we can't. <laughs> we're a we're a metaverse full of futurists, but we still cannot necessarily anticipate. I don't know. Tilt nine key. Maybe this is another world build. How do we anticipate? What will be the next thing? What will happen in five years when we look back at how I'm trying to be so careful at curating things in a very equitable and thoughtful way? Um, What are going to be the things that I miss, right? There's still always that opportunity. There's still always going to be that opportunity to turn back in hindsight and say, oh, well, we could have done this better. So we're doing the best to navigate the best way to make sure that there's um, just a, a real Thought behind representation and a very diverse collection, a diverse uh, people who are making the decisions and diversity in terms of who's being represented, and that that just is in every direction you can imagine.
1: Got it.
0: Cool. Yeah, thanks for asking cool. that, Tilt.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, you mentioned Nine Key, so Nine Key has a comment here, so I'm going to let Nine Key have the mic.
0: Hi. Well, you just reminded me of something. Um, yeah. Is that a lot of people are putting in so much work into their own worlds, even here in Altspace and lots of different platforms? So you are classically trained. You know, you you have gone through years of training on how to do this. But what if they wanted to start archiving their own worlds and they don't have the same uh, training that you do? How would you suggest they start?
2: Um, just yeah, throw your hand up in the air and let let somebody know that you want some help. But if you just are sort of um, bringing everything together. It's really just as simple as how are you organizing it? If you just have some things, <laughs> it could be and it could be photos, letters, artifacts, um, documents, uh, your baby book, the, the first paper you got an A on or that handprint in the clay that your mom did when you were three. All of these things can be collected together in one space. Um, And if you're uh, if they're if they're digitized already, if they're born digital or if you go through the process of making them digital, it's just starting simply deciding on a naming convention, putting them together in one spot. It could be your Google Drive. Honestly, it could be just a folder there. And this is how it started with me and Origami back in 2017 was where are we saving this on what kind of drive? And, um, and then it's making sure that you have metadata, the information. What is the name of the piece? What year was the piece? Um, what do we want to know about the piece? And, and then the rest we can figure out. We can look at it and figure out the dimensions. We can look at it and figure out the format, right? So, um, start simple and just gather it and bring it together and, and, and nowadays, uh, a lot of metadata, the way that uh, technologies are running is it's just embedded already anyway, so that it, it really makes it a lot easier to do the work later.
0: Thank you.
1: Yeah, thank you. And uh, you know, I'm I'm curious. You know, we're we're in Alt Space that is sort of a, a run by the overlords of Microsoft. How much does Microsoft actually archive all of the data that is every day filtering through Alt Space? Do you know that? Do you know if they have uh, any kind of system for that kind of thing?
2: I wish I knew. I'm sure that they are right. in some capacity. Right. Um, the most I've done in cer- in terms of like. Um, Software or, or online capturing is web archiving, and this is in terms of like social media and websites, uh, which uh, if you've ever l- seen the Wayback Machine, like the, that sort of archive of websites that you can mm. look up. It's really cool. If you haven't looked, looked. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. You might find yourself in weird places or, oh my God, that weird website I made when I was 19 is still here. Um, right. <laughs> but, uh, so I don't know what Microsoft is doing, but I know that they are doing a lot in terms of enabling people to manage their own dam or to manage their archive or to, to manage digital preservation. Uh something as simple well as SharePoint, uh, much like what I was talking about earlier in terms of like Google Drive, you can do the same thing. We actually are using SharePoint at LA County Library right now to manage our digital assets for the MRT um, digital archive that we're working on. So they are doing a lot to accommodate that. And in terms of like the integration of all the Microsoft software, um, that also helps us who live in digital spaces so, like during this whole pandemic, it's because of all of those softwares that I was able to be a digital archivist remotely and not have to go into the office and put my me and my family at risk uh, for catching COVID. Right? Mm-hmm. So, um, they're doing a lot, and they're also doing a lot in terms of like embedded metadata too. They're on the forefront of that. So, yeah, they're they're doing a lot of good stuff. I don't know how much they've captured, but if you find out, please invite me to come.
1: <laughs> for sure, absolutely. Okay. Very cool. Well, um, let's, uh, let's move on then to the actual project that you've been working on. So you've mentioned, um, something I'm sure that a lot of listeners and viewers are, are very curious about, which is that you said you're the first, uh, resident at Afterville. So what does that mean? And what is Afterville? Now I'm going to terrify you even more.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Especially with my fellow residents standing there you go. just feet in front of me. Um, <laughs> so Afterville is um, gosh, guys! how do I summarize this? I bet you're all giggling right now. Um <laughs> afterville is a community built space where we came together. Ten pioneers and a team of amazing people who listened to us, queried us, made us vote, made us make decisions and watched us uh, try and egg each other on (laughs) in the decision making process. Um, And then they went off and they built this space, this this beautiful little place that we all decided we wanted to go to because it was pandemic. We were the survivors. We were ready for a change and we were ready to be in a place that is the way we would like it to be. And what's really cool about this is that um, I don't think that anybody's walking around upset that they didn't get their way because I think for the most part, we all kind of got our way whether or not we knew that's what we wanted. Don't you guys think? <laughs> like,
1: Janelle seems I, to agree and so does um, Dana and... <laughs>
2: <laughs> Shefo. and shepo
1: and zen father too until yeah
2: yeah i mean we had conversations about i think toilets <laughs> everything amber light um we very intentionally came into a space that had been um formula formerly occupied uh, we didn't know exactly what had happened there we chose it over a different space that had a higher probability of scaring the you know, scaring us uh, by fire. Um, And so this is the one that we chose that had a water running through it and it had been, it had been stripped. Um, And we came in and our first objective was to take away the damage that had been done and hope for new life. And it's, it's what happened. If you walk into Afterville now, there's Butterflies and bees and salmon swimming up the stream. You can oh, and then there's you know the lively drones as right. well. But we made very intentional decisions to create a space that we would want to be in together, a space that we really could see ourselves existing in, living and working and playing. Um, and we did it. It's it's really got a lot of innovative things, a lot of sustainable things. We're looking at. Um, of organic outcomes that I think surprised us all mm. and- yeah and so so I was asked um, Trisha pulled me aside one day and whispered in my ear as you as you can in alt space <laughs> and said hey pick out one of these houses you're going to be the first one <laughs> and um I was I was blown away. But here's the thing. It's like it's so it was actually emotionally overwhelming because we have done so much work together. And I always love the work that we do. Um, And I think, you know, the stars and the planets were properly aligned and the and the tensions of the pandemic and a lot of political strife in our world just made it such an emotional thing for me. Like I, I told her, like, I like, no, for real, like I legit want to pack my bags and move to Afterville. <laughs> right.
1: So just so people are clear. So is, is Af- just so I'm clear is Afterville only I- I available to be accessed in alt space or is there other places that it can be accessed as well?
2: Mm, Afterville is in our alt space, but it's, it's open to the public and anybody can walk in at any time and, play with all the things and hang out and listen to music or watch a video, come over to the archive or to the community, to the community center. But then also to, uh, we have a, a food area. We have, uh, uh, um, Oh, the name's escaping me. Great Greek gray wolf, green wolf, green wolf. I think it is. We have a mm-hmm. shop. We have art. Um, we have events. This is the cool part. We have readings and screenings and, um, food events and art events we've got murals and places i mean we've got a hike i don't see rowan here tonight i wish rowan was able to Mm -hmm. make it um we've got the grove of the matriarchs was another outcome that came out of afterville so i think that what i haven't done sort of explained that this community that we've built in space that we call Afterville is based in the future and it's derived from Origami Air and their collaboration with all of us pioneers and the creative things that the decisions that we made. And out of it came 10 homes, the community center, which has an archive in it. We've got um, a couple of different theater spaces, other educational spaces. We have the entry point to the Grove of the Matriarchs, which is an incredible hike that emulates. Um, the meat space. So it, it is, as I understand it, a real and true digital twin. And we've got, uh, we've got other, other sort of um, exclusive things coming into Afterville too, soon to come. And portals to other amazing lands, all sort of swirled up into one little squarish, little green, little Fun
1: place to exist. Yeah, absolutely. Well, when I when I when I visited after after Villain, I, I sort of I think I sort of stumbled upon it at first. I was really struck by the the full mythology that you guys had, and the fact that uh, sometimes I saw I think it was twenty twenty eight or sometimes twenty thirty eight, perhaps uh, of like it takes place in the future, and you had all of this really sort of interesting mythology. So I, I think that it's uh, I really like the thorough sort of thoughts that went into it. Uh, so I was definitely struck by that. Absolutely.
2: Hey, <laughs> we love it when you love yeah,
1: it. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. Well, that's, that's, that's really cool. So, um, there's two other, uh, organizations that you guys I've, I've, I've seen mentioned with your name. So one is that you are under the guidance of the Arthur C. Clarke Center for Human Imagination. So how is, how are they connected and how is that involved? Um, They open doors.
2: (laughs) I'm going to start with that. It is because of them that I am even um, able to participate in in Afterville. Um, In the first place, there was one seat left and I got it because they said that they wanted me to have it. And I'm so grateful for it. um, again, I don't know how well I would be at really truly articulating what the vision is of the Arthur C. Clarke Center for Human Imagination, but I think the name in itself says mm-hmm. a lot. And um, what I have personally experienced with the people um, that I have run into um, you know, you've got Patrick Coleman and Eric Veer, you've got uh, Lots of people um, on the periphery and somehow involved uh, you, with UC San Diego, you've got uh, Greg Horowitz. And these, these minds and these humans, these empathetic souls are opening doors and, and like a librarian, removing barriers to access at an amazing level and rate. That is just, I mean, like, I'm even like a little, uh, right now, even trying to talk about it without being a little, a little (laughs) (laughs) because it's, it's what they're doing is really just, um, as alt space, you know, they're opening us up to different worlds. They're, they're granting people the opportunity to experience beyond what they know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really, that's, yeah, I don't think that if I said anything else, I might ruin it.
1: Okay. Amazing. Well, it, it seems like people agree here. So Dana and Janelle and Victor and Zen father all seem to agree. And, and guys, if you have any questions, use the raise hand option and we'll, uh, we'll let uh, fidget, uh, hear what you have to say. So, um, another, another name that I've heard is it, it's, it's in collaboration with the Annenberg school at USC and and so how is the, how are they involved?
0: You know,
2: I kinda wish I knew a little bit better. I think that, again, that part, um, I think that maybe Tilt or Nine Key might better be able to <laughs> explain the sort of intricacies <laughs> of that collaboration. Would it would either of you mind doing that?
1: Tilt-, Tilt does. Great. Do you wanna use the raise hand option? We'll take your uh, take your question here. There we go. Yeah. What's up, Tilt?
0: Uh <laughs> Annenberg. Hi. Uh, So, USC Annenberg uh, was one of the original uh, advisors to us for the Global World Building Apprenticeship, which is what a lot of this work, uh, made a lot of this work possible. Uh, A lot of the people here are part or were part of that apprenticeship over 2019 through 2020. Uh, We're a group of world builders uh, from across the world who work together uh, to include uh, access, inclusion and safety here in the metaverse yeah. for all world builders globally and Yay. and morley winograd uh, was our original advisor who brought us together in a singular vision for that cool so,
1: here
0: we go cool thank,
1: thank, you. thank you that's awesome <laughs> Um, and, and, and I, and I do apologize vision I've been overzealous just asking you all the questions of all the organizations <laughs> of all the people involved, because you're the first of all of these wonderful people who I've been able to have as a guest. So unfortunately you get all all the tough questions, but I appreciate
2: <laughs> Well, that just says to me that you need, uh, you know, everybody needs to get their turn. That's
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Love the sound of that. Uh, for sure. So, um, Cool. Well then, so uh, I guess we'll just jump on to uh, the future here. So you've talked a, a, a little bit about the vision for AfterVille. Do you guys have uh, a near-term vision for what you're doing and, and your archival work? Do you... Um, yeah. Yeah. What's your What's your future and where do you think it's headed?
0: Oh, yeah.
2: Um, well, for me, the future in AfterVille is very clear. Um, it's what's been intended uh, from conception is uh, like, even though I tried really hard (laughs) to just sort of, see it solely through sort of a personal creative lens and not through the archiving for everybody thing that i've been asked to do in the past um i couldn't escape it so what did i do (laughs) i organic outcome for my efforts in afterville was to turn around and look at all my friends and say what about your experience let me archive it Hmm. (laughs) of course and so um what i've been doing um Uh, This entire time is inviting everybody in uh, one at a time into my kitchen to my little community uh, coffee table and I, I call them up and I say, hey, Dana. Um, I'd like to invite you into my kitchen, and um, if you come, just hang out for a little bit of coffee clutch with me and uh, at my table. Um, whatever it is that you love to drink, if it's coffee, tea, whatever hot beverage it is that you love, it'll be there waiting mm-hmm. for you. And they do. They come in, they show up, we chat, and I find out more about their story. We have an opportunity to have a conversation that's not wrapped in a tour of of Afterville, or making important decisions for all of our world, but just a little more, sort of like what you and I are doing right now—just hanging out and chatting with one another. In doing so, um, I then invite all of my fellow residents, uh, as well as the World Builder and team, the crew at Origamiir, to participate in the archive by submitting pieces for each individual person's collection that represents who they are, what their experience has been in this world build, who they are in terms of their relationship and how they feel about Afterville, and in the pieces that they submit that I also ask them, hopefully I I get, I remember to do this, I ask them uh, to submit just a little something, a little something they want to say about it. Like, you know, they could just write like a little paragraph or something. and this. Uh, again, like what I was talking about earlier, really helps to form the narrative in their own voice. Each individual person's collection gets archivally processed and has its own place in the Afterville archive um, shelves and is then a permanent feature in the entirety of Afterville's collections in the Jeanette Community Center and will stay there in perpetuity. And given that Afterville is a public space um, for anybody who has the ability to create their free account and come into Altspace and they find their way into Afterville and into the community center, whether we are there or not, whether they see any one of us (laughs) standing around, and I hope they do, but if they don't, they will be able to access these materials on our shelves and see what is it about these people let's you know much like if you go to a library or archive now and you go to look up things on people from 10 years ago who may or may not still be around you get to see and hear and touch and feel like inside feel what their story was and, um, and so that's what we're doing. I've been collecting for a while. We've been digitally processing. I'm um, uh, applying metadata. And, and um, But uh, the next thing that I'm learning, because like I said before, is um, our airship crew has been the actual builders so far. But now we're at a point where they're going to be teaching us the tools for building ourselves. And um, Tricia, I, and has been creating this gray box for me for the actual archive, and I'm so excited to learn how to build it out, place those boxes on the shelves with my very own VR hands, and um, make it publicly available. I, I just can't wait, and we will kick it off when we get to that point.
1: Trust and believe, and you'll be there, Graham. Cool. Wow. So it's like a, it's you're you're almost capturing like a digital snapshot uh, as time goes on of the first people, the pioneers of Afterville and and beyond. That uh, sounds incredible. Yeah,
2: I mean, yeah, I you just nailed it. You cool. did.
1: Nice. That's exactly what we're doing. Cool. And so, yeah, and <laughs> so um and so thinking even forward 10, 15 years, I, it sounds like almost like you'll have to be a coder to be able to capture all this information because it's all this metadata. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's like you're gonna have to like fuse with an AI and come, become a cyborg to be able to handle all the data. Uh, where do you think that um, where do you think the digital asset management is going in, the, in in the far
0: future?
2: right so this is where we come into the evolving world of digital asset management. Um, these are these are these are places yet to be explored. They are being explored right now but what we are doing is is pioneering in the truest sense are best practices established for a lot of the ways that I was already talking about um, capturing archives in digital space. But in terms of capturing, uh, like you asked about earlier with Microsoft, in terms of capturing the VR space, in terms of capturing what's going on right here, right now with you and I and this group of people, if you weren't filming it, how would we capture this? These are spaces yet to be pioneered. And while we can capture them, then how are we able to make them um, uh, accessible to anybody who wants to see them in the future? Because along with that comes uh, outdated technologies and and, uh, the ways that we uh, play these softwares or however it is that we access them, those technologies become outdated. And it's the job of the archivist, the digital asset manager, the digital preservationist to ensure that somewhere is a, you know, a Microsoft Surface from 2020, still in working order in 2029, that we can come back, flip the button on, turn it on and see what it was like at this moment in time. Totally. So if I can't maintain the technology, at least I can try my best to capture a digital surrogate of what we did here today.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So,
2: and, and so that other people
1: can yeah, see that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, and I, we had, I had on here the, uh, all space engineer, Jimmy Shang the other day, and we were talking about how, wouldn't it be like, just, I was sort of like, wouldn't it be so incredible if instead of capturing it on a 2d Video, we could capture it in 3D, so that you could walk back into this ten years from now, walk back into our little space here, and sort of make pictures on the wall, graffiti, or do whatever you wanted to do, and hear you talking and me talking as the event is going. That would be, I mean, an incredible archival snapshot if we could get a virtual 3D snapshot. He, it actually, to my shock, he kind of said it. it, He said not as as so much as to say that it's in the works. Uh, So hopefully, you'll have a whole other layer of archival stuff to, to to uh to play with
2: yeah it'd be like a sort of uh vr lidar if you will
1: mm, yeah right cool yeah um yeah very cool anyone else have any questions here for uh for our wonderful archivist before we close it out no yeah. i think you guys are off mute so you can Come just on, yell guys. it out.
0: Just shout out shout it out
1: no. shout it out such a such a such a place such a play crowd not the mosh pit that we were uh threatening to have at the front here. Well, we're <laughs> going to go, we're going to have to go get some, uh, snap and, uh, s- some whatever we call it, flow so. and repeat photos or whatever. So, um, <laughs> all right. So how, uh, in the meat space world or, or in afterville, how is the best way that people can get in touch with you fidget?
2: Um, mm, let's see. So, uh, Oh gosh, this is, I should have been better prepared for this. <laughs> um, uh, IRL on Instagram. It's Dion. That's me. Uh, D i o n e, that's me. Um, otherwise, I am Fidget Monster. Actually, Fidget Monster is right is my handle in Alt Space. And there'll always be something somewhere in the archive. I think it may not be there quite yet, but my nameplate is there in the library. Um, we'll make sure that there'll be something there that will connect me to the meet space and and those who want to find me there.
0: Perfect.
1: Great
2: me just google okay.
1: me <laughs> google 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 picture okay perfect um all right well before we hop over to get some photos thank you for teleporting into this worldcast of simulation nation whether you're with us in virtual reality or 2d or listening to the podcast a week from now on spotify or itunes and remember to subscribe to our instagram also at the simulation nation twitter at sim vr facebook and discord and join us next time for our eighth episode in our world builders of all space series with maddie boy Until then, stay plugged, my friends.